news, everyone. Hello, you're listening to The Slurmcast, a podcast for no reason. Today we will be discussing Futurama Season 1, Episode 2, The Series Has Landed. With your hosts, Tommy Roulette. Hello. Pete Woodward. That's me. And I'm Rick Horchie. So this episode, um, for me, I kind of feel like it's the second pilot where it doesn't seem like this happens too much anymore, but... um, you know, a lot of shows in the 70s and 80s and before that would have the pilot or two or three pilots that you'd never see, you know, when it get aired. Um, sometimes they'd, you know, they'd be in a vault and somebody would release it, release it later. And that might be the How We Met kind of episode, which was the first one, the pilot, Space Pilot 3000. And then the, the first episode you'd see that would air would be the one where it's like, you don't get that, uh, you know, backstory. It's just, here's the show. And this show... It's kind of hard to do that. It's it's doing a little bit of the, you know, you don't see how people met, but he does introduce all the secondary characters to Fry. Well, it, it feels like part two of the pilot. Yeah, I mean, that's almost what like I mean. it should have aired as an hour because it picks up right at the beginning where they're like, okay, you're the new delivery people, and there they go. And it's more of here's the formula of the episode where the first one, these characters are meeting. And the story is them meeting, where now it's like, here's the kind of adventures they're going to go on. Here's what the show is going to be about. Here, Also, here's the secondary characters. But, you know, this is what a regular episode will feel like. It actually was never intended to be the second episode. What was it Oh, My Three Sons, right? Something like that? Yeah, My Three Sons was supposed to be the original episode. Have it you was been looking be, at the uh, Infosphere or whatever it's called, the Futurama Wiki? Uh, yes, it's uh, the yeah, that's a, There's a lot of cool stuff yeah, on there. We, it's anyone can edit it, so... Oh, really? It's one of those? I probably. I don't know. You could probably... We could try later and <laughs> edit it. Add a podcast uh, page to it. But, yeah, it says uh, it was intended to be... A, uh, the ser- uh, My Three Sons Have Landed, which was moved to slot seven in the Which one first was season, My Three so. Sons? What was that about? Was that the one where they... People will have to tune in and find out, right? You we'll could get, just we'll tell me. There. Or you it's could watch it. has been on for years. Just tell me the in one sentence what it, which episode it was. Is it the one where they where he drinks the guy? Is that it? It is. I think it is. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. You're going to start spoiler rage like already on episode two. This is not uh, 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 The Wire or Breaking Bad. You're spoiling Podcast. it for me because no, I've forgotten has... all of this well, stuff. Well, that's—I'm not spoiling You're right. anything. You're right. It is—it's the uh, drinking. So it's the emperor. Right off the bat, Hermes comes in. Hi, Hermes, and and I always liked him. It was an interesting character choice. But the the quick little aside joke that really really tickled me was he's carrying this crate the size of a refrigerator. It was someone left this in the slot last uh, night. Oh yeah, yeah, I like <laughs> yes. that too. Um, which I, I, I remember like watching this, you know, to, to get ready for the show. Um, it was one of those jokes where I'm like, how funny was that supposed to be? Was that like just for you to go like, huh? Or, you know. I think they just cram it full. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it, the subtle jokes that are the best in, that, in the TV show. Uh, you probably saw this. Uh, one of the, the trivia things about uh, this episode 
uh, you know, with introducing all the characters about Hermes was, um, I believe that's Phil, Phil Lamar, right? From Mad TV. Correct. Um, he originally recorded the first seven episodes without the, the accent. He wasn't going to be Jamaican and then they had to go back and re-record everything. I don't know anything more about that, why they changed that. That's an interesting fact. Yes, isn't it? I'm it is. S- are you interested? I'm very interested. Are you... Um, yes. <laughs> yes. Are you experienced? Would you call it a tale of interest? It, now you're, you're getting too far ahead of... Uh, everything in this uh, series. Fry uh, burns his hair off, he becomes Lars, and then they uh, <laughs> he uh, goes back in time. And You're making this up. So, the, he has a goatee. Before, when you meet Hermes, they have the uh, scene at the beginning with the tape for Planet Express. It's the videotape. They put it in the VCR <laughs> yeah. plus, plus, plus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, that... At the time in 1999, there was uh, like TiVo hadn't really come out yet. It was just starting, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was very big at that point, uh, if even available. But yeah, I can't the VCR remember. Plus was set up to record shows and you could put the time code oh, see, in or I whatever. Didn't get that. I okay, didn't know. So I, I, I wrote that. that down, but it auto corrected to Vice Plus Plus in my notes. Vice. And I've been looking at this trying to figure out what, what, what the hell was Vice Plus Plus? <laughs> VCR Plus Plus. Plus. Yes. Yes. That in a thousand years, they only added one extra plus. Real quick, just in case you are listening to this and you've seen Futurama a million times, but you can't quite remember what this episode is. It's the episode where they do their first delivery, uh, which takes them to the moon, to Luna Park on the moon. And Fry, having um, had a childlike you know, fantasy about space travel and traveling to the moon as uh, Back in the the twentieth century, um, he was very excited. He was very excited. Yes, to go. exactly. He's he's very excited. Um, he finds out when he gets there that everyone in the future, because it's so uh, you know, SA. yeah, that they just go to the amusement park and it, it's 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 pretty um, meaningless and lost his, his magic. And he wants to get out to the real moon, get outside of the park. And does he? He does. He does. But they still, and then a whole bunch of things ensue after that. But they yeah, cram a whole bunch of other exposition. It's like that second half of the pilot. Like that first third of this episode is like, bam, bam, bam. Oh, yeah. Like, here's Zoidberg. Here's, Zoidberg, here's oh, yeah. Amy. Uh, caffeinated bacon and baconated grapefruit, which was how many years ahead of the curve? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have to ask, is that, a th- is that a thing? Probably. Probably. I, like, I they bake wanna... up everything. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. And they do. They and they caffeinate, caffeinate up everything, everything now, too. So very likely it could be already happening. I mean, I'm half tempted to get grapefruit and, like, fry it up in some bacon grease and see how it goes. I bet that would be kind of awful, uh, probably. But I'd try it. Yeah. but I, mean, I hate grapefruit. We, yes. The biggest thing is uh, they introduce another, the other three characters, main characters of the series uh, in Hermes... Zoidberg and Amy, and Zoidberg is probably one of my favorite episodes, yes. or, uh, characters. Same ever. here, and I didn't realize until watching this uh, how many of some of my favorite Zoidberg lines are from his first thirty seconds. Yes, uh, being not on the that video. mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and there, there is such a thing as caffeinated bacon. Well, there we go. So uh, Fry didn't have to wait a thousand years for that; just about fifteen. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, um, you know what? I'm, at this point, I'm sure there's uh, like. Uh, caffeinated uh, 
bow ties. You know what I mean? It's, everything is caffeinated or 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 has uh, or bacon in it. Or what's the what's the other um, craze that they're? But I, think, I guess alcohol. You could get cupcakes with with booze in them now. But and, back and, around this time, like that was just when that like I I got back then I was addicted to these things called penguin mints, which mm-hmm. were like you know sugar free I remember sugar free Altoids, yes. but they had caffeine in them, so you just eat them mm-hmm. all day and not get coffee breath and still get like really you know tweaked out. Um, and that was I think Water Joe came out around then. I don't even know if that's still around, but it was caffeinated water. I remember that. Unless it unless it uh it wasn't real and you were just messing with me because I don't remember that and now I I'm afraid people will think No, I just, they I think they were like I don't know if they were a sponsor but it became like something the descendants were really really into. I I would imagine that would be something they would be way into. And by that you mean the band of the descendants, correct? The Yes, not the George Clooney movie. Or people that descend from you. Mhm. Both of those are great too. I'm a big fan of uh, that movie, and um, our descendants are ancestors. Wait, no, because we're the descendants, right? And then we'll have descendants. Well, not 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 Tom or I, but you will. Not anymore. I mean, I, I've had all the ones I'm going to have. No, but I mean, your her, now, but your, your daughter's children will be descendants. Flipping the script, uh, the professor is actually Fry's descendant, but he's way older. Yes. He's more geriatric. That is a thing that happened on the show, and it certainly is crazy. He also in this episode talked about Sonic Diarrhea. I have that written down, and uh, (laughs) yes, what is Sonic Diarrhea? How do you get that? I or or what are the symptoms? I think I've had it. I'm pretty sure I've lived with you. You've definitely had it. Yeah. Oh, it could really be interpreted so many different ways. But I need to start using that phrase more often. I'd like to think that uh, the doctor from Doctor Who could give people sonic diarrhea because he has a sonic screwdriver. And that's got to be one of the functions. I, I mean, yes. I hope it has a flared base. Speaking of secondary characters, we also meet two reoccurring characters in this um, second episode. Uh, one of which is uh, one of my all-time favorite reoccurring characters. Firstly, the, the, the lesser that... that uh, John Zoidberg, is, in, is, right? um, is that who we're talking Horrible about gelatinous blob... Who oh, on yeah. his name tag or on his desk <laughs> has HG Blob. I'm sorry, on the package, I think it was. Yes, um, in the first. Which was, I love, like, okay, the, you know, seeing the video with the, the giant bird and Fry asked uh, P- Professor Farnsworth if there's really giant birds and they do the, oh, the no, egg no. gag or whatever. Yeah, special effects. Uh, that and then the, the blob and all this stuff. Um, Hitchhiker's Guide, like, oh, you know, anybody could just, die at any moment like it's this crazy world even though the world is like that too but i mean just you could just be delivering a package or 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 tying your shoe or or, or going to buy a, a a soda and you know the the vending machine will eat you or whatever you know what i mean like that's why i like i love that they exist in that world where it's it's because it's good for humor and you can have those like needless deaths that are you know could be would be morbid otherwise but in a in a you know comedic way it's funny. So yeah, you have the blob. We then, we get it. Life is disposable. Yeah. And cheap. Yeah. And you don't value it. And it no, always will. Not be. at all. I was wondering about. And, and again, like um I've watched almost all of these up through the second season, but it's been so long that it's basically like watching it again new. Right. Same here. And I remembered, you know, from back then that Amy's like the the daughter and heiress of some giant super rich yes. family. Yes. But they established they, that right away. Well, they 
but they don't go into detail. Like Lilo's like of the Mars Wong. They do later. Is that what so you're asking? Yeah. Does that come out? Like how deeply do they go oh, into? You that? meet her parents, and there's a whole episode for it. There's there's several episodes yeah. uh, with involving her parents and and just her family name in general. So. Uh, we'll get to see they that. become reoccurring characters. And then, of course, one of my favorite reoccurring characters we meet, who they don't name in this episode, but I believe they do later, Sal, the uh, the lazy guy, <laughs> who in this episode doesn't do his adding the S's at the end of thing, like, whoa's. Uh, you use know, needs use, the gets yeah, out. Right. Yeah. But just, I mean, you know, he Fry comes in and says whatever, and he's like, if I wasn't so lazy, I'd get up and punch you right now. But is is that's one of the characters where it's like, was that ported directly from The Simpsons? Because he's, he's, I mean... Because you know, of that episode where he meets the Teamsters? And well, yeah, I mean, he's... Uh, and, and, you know, I haven't watched The Simpsons in forever either, yeah. but, like, it's... The animation is already super similar, yeah. but it's like, did did they do any of that where they take a character from... I mean, they did it with Blinky, in the first episode in the background, the three-eyed fish, mm-hmm. you know, but do they do that elsewhere throughout the series? I feel like without being to name any specifically, uh, I feel like there's characters in Futurama that are definitely inspired by, and maybe same writer, same, you know, who knows, uh, definitely. Bender very and Homer related. Simpson are made after the same, like, animated body model oh, like type i think uh, and they make fun of that in the futurama simpsons crossover yeah. that they ended up doing like a uh, years ago who's the woman that does the voice of um she does uh like the the you know the old lady in futurama that's like give me that'll cost you 10 kajiggers or whatever like the She's a voice. She does a voice. She does a few voices on, on Futurama, and she does some on the, on the Simpsons, I believe. And sometimes you can hear that crossover, and it seems like you're seeing... I feel like there's a character on the Simpsons that she voices. Mm. I, seem, I think she might do the voice for Mom uh, of, of Mom Trace Corp. McNeely. Is that... Yeah, her. That's, yes, yeah. that's she, what I'm trying to yeah, think Yeah, she she's on... Yeah, that's, I, that, I assume that's who you were getting at. Yeah, there's a few characters that she does where, uh, whether it's intentionally or unintentionally sounds very similar and the characters seem kind of you know she on the simpsons she always did like like the businesswoman like that that would be doing like uh like malibu stacy or or or, or something you know i, I don't even no, know I, was, I know you're talking about yeah. i mean trust mcneil's been she does a bunch of voices on that um okay so we, we there's the amy establishments um uh, then they go into that whole jag about cleaning bender yeah which i <laughs> just you know, it's so dumb, but the part where he's just like, look at my head, look, and then he picks her pocket. Yeah. As, as much as I'll, you know, I, I'll be the first to say that I, I'm not a huge Bender fan, and, I, and I'll say it a lot, uh, that, you know, for some reason when he's doing that, it, I did think it was funny. If I saw it for the first time and saw that joke, yeah, I would, I would probably think that was funny. I've seen it so many times, it's hard to gauge, <laughs> like, what would I think if I was watching this now at 34 years old? In 2016, with the, I mean, because comedy changes and television changes, and it has changed a lot. And the show is, you know, from 1999, from two, two three, 17 years, 17 years ago. ago. I was just getting there, <laughs> um, and <laughs> I mean, it, it's jumping a ahead. Million but when years. They, when they, <laughs> yeah, when they get to the honeymooners gag. 
Oh, oh dude. Yes, so, I want to we'll, talk yeah. about going so, to them. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get the whole whole point. Real of this quick, episode, real quick, real they... quick before we get there, I just want to say uh, Admiral Crunch. Uh, and um, what was the what was Count that? Duke Chocula, Archduke Chocula, Ar- Archduke Chocula, Archduke Choc- yeah, um, yes. That's that's it. I just wanted to. Uh, so did they address how they got to the moon so fast? Like, does the physics of the Planet Express ever come up? Because like it, they're there in less than ten in, seconds. It's two seconds of fry counting, and uh, it says on the the uh, infosphere that they would have to be going. X miles per hour to do 400 that. 400 million miles an hour <laughs> in order to reach but the moon. How, but how are they going 4 million miles an you, hour? You learn actually they later. They throw some of that in later, yeah. Uh, you, you learn about it. The, they, it's fueled without by dark matter. It, and, yeah, the professor uh, invents this whole technology that they use to fly as quick as they can and get around and everywhere they can. And they, they dive into it. Yeah, I mean, we don't want to spoil anything. Nibbler poops it. Uh, no. It turns out that he went back in time and pushed Fry into the, the cryo. Things. Everyone, cover your ears. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> so, okay, they get, you know, they're at the lunar park and they have the mascots there. And the show gets canceled. I moved to Georgia for two years. I came back to Cleveland. I'm sorry. All right. No more spoilers. The. What, what, I lost my train of thought now. Oh, the. Um, the mascots? The mascot. The first mascot that. When Bender walks by with the beer, and he's like, "Crater oh, face, crater face." It's terrifying. It's and is that is that a mask? Is that like somebody in a costume, or is that like an actual creature? Is that like an alien? I think it's supposed to be a mascot because his eye isn't real when he puts the beer bottle in it. Yeah, yeah, uh, he never. And it, it and it's supposed to his character is supposed to be uh, pathetic, like a mascot. But, a, so it know, also. I mean, amusement park, which I love. In and of park, itself, Crater Face, terrifying. Let's get into I, that. I have that in my notes. Crater Face is terrifying. Oh, yeah? But I didn't, I, it also reminded me I thought me his voice of, was uh, annoying. I didn't really... Do you remember the McDonald's commercials? Oh, Mac, uh, Mac, Mac Tonight. Night or Mac Tonight. Yeah. And, like, that was terrifying, He was creepy. Too. Yeah. Oh, you shouldn't yeah. have a moon head. Moon heads yeah. are bad. He had a big crescent moon head, sunglasses, and, like, a human body, and his face was kind of human. No think... offense to any moon heads out there. <laughs> no. The, I, I have a strong anti-moon head stance. Oh, we're going okay. to get we're, contacted we're gonna, by We the, are strictly uh, anti-moon heads we're gonna get, on this podcast. Uh, we're going to get tweeted at by the Anti-Moon Head Defamation League. <laughs> we are. That's the whole goal. <coughs> I donated to them last year, so I'm I'm in the clear. Well, that's because you were in that liberal paradise of Athens, Georgia. <laughs> I I so here's here's the thing. What what Luna Park reminded me of in almost every way, and I'm sure it was on purpose, was a bad, poorly executed Chuck E. Cheese. Now, this is 17 years ago. I just had to go to Chuck E. Cheese recently. Mm-hmm. And it's still just like they still have the animatronic robots. It's still terrible. I've it's always, maybe even worse. Recently, I've wanted to go in there and see what it looks like because when I was a child, Chuck E. Cheese was terrifying to me. The animatronic yes. animals. Like I remember I can don't even think this is one like time a I got real, lost in there. A real memory. And I but cried. I remember I was, it being like fifty uh, feet 19. in the air. Well no, so yeah. so the old Chuck E. Cheese was really dark and dank. I mean, it almost seemed like, it was, a, like yeah. a dive bar. or like I mean, really, in the 70s and 80s, every restaurant was dark. It all looked like kind of dank, and they had bad lighting and stuff like that. Yeah, it was left and over from the speakeasy days where all yeah. the bars and restaurants were. So they you go tried back to get them into the game room, you know? 
And I thought the purple animatronic guy, I, I don't know if he was the drummer. I thought he was going to eat me. I thought he was going to eat someone. <laughs> uh, but they were all creepy. The eyes were creepy. But I still liked him because I had this thing like, like first of all, I love Chuck E. Cheese. Um, Does uh, Chuck E. Cheese parks. currently have virtual, virtual skee-ball yet? No, they have regular ski ball, but the virtual ski ball, and that's about the only. Away. I mean, the, the the regular ski ball is like the only palatable thing. I mean, so the, all I was going to get to oh, yeah, talking yeah. about Chuck E. Cheese now is that now it's super bright and yeah. everything. I mean, and it's like walking into a casino, but for kids, and and they just go insane. There's no more ball pit, but there's still lots of places to get like fecal matter shoved on stuff yeah. and and pass disease from one another and like. It's, it's Which is why just, you went in the first place. I went because I had to go to a kid's birthday. Yeah, and it was it was terrifying. I'm glad you didn't go because because you work there. No, I I couldn't go. You wouldn't pay me to go there. Like it's it's a matter of satisfying my daughter's social needs. You know how creepy it would be if you and I just walked into Chuck E. Cheese. We're not allowed to. When, you can't come. I don't there think with, so. Yeah, I don't. without a kid, I know because I tried. No, I didn't. I, I was told, though. sir, please get out of the ball pit. <laughs> what if we dressed up like kids, but we dressed up like uh, like forties sailor outfit kids that uh, you know from like Donald Duck or or you well, know. So, so they, Donald Duck with like yeah, big lollipops and with no like, pants with, on, with, <laughs> a little sailor outfit, a hat, no pants on. <laughs> I'm a tiny child. So the other thing <laughs> with, is with uh, I, 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 uh, the shirt that says "Rock Band" from Thirty Rock when uh, Boldy Eyes Magoo. Uh, uh, I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about right uh, now. When 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 Steve Buscemi has uh, oh, when he, the teenager yeah. goes into the high school and he has a t-shirt <laughs> that says, says "Doing a Twenty One Jump Street." <laughs> yeah. so, so so the other thing about modern Chuck E. Cheese is like you know how you used to you'd carry your sweaty palm full of tickets up to the counter. And yes. Down? Now they have a machine that you have to feed them in to get a voucher. Okay. Like when you go to Vegas, they give you the voucher. Yeah, yeah. Thing. Right. So it's like, it's like that in reverse. But then you'll get people, I don't know, they've got bags and bags of them, and they'll just be feeding stuff in mm-hmm. for like 20 minutes. They've got just piles of it, just feeding it into this machine and feeding it in, feeding it in. And it's still, you know, the exchange rate is like half a cent to a, a ticket. But they'll come out with like a voucher for twenty dollars. You're like, what the hell are you people doing? I, I don't know how you could be there long enough to amass that much stuff. And that's got to be expensive. Oh my god, it, it's just awful. So seeing, you know, a thousand years from now, Chuck E. Cheese on the moon was just awful. It was so terrible. The animatronic gophers that they had, <laughs> and, and the pirates. That was great. Whalers that, that on was the Moon. Reference to all, all the animatronic stuff was good references to old Disney World, old Disneyland. And yet the uh, one new bender from yeah, high yeah, school. Yeah, that was great. Which, you know, doesn't make sense because why would this kind of robot know him? And then we also uh, my- find out that ben- Bender, well, we find out about Bender's past and it doesn't, it, it's not cohesive. It doesn't, you know, uh, it's a cartoon. It. But then they do it later and up. they met. Well, we no, but that show that. has tried to do that. And then there's a couple right. times where they blatantly threw that out the window. But, well, you're, again, you're spoiling things. Let's talk about I know, that. I know. Let's talk more. about this episode. Joke. No, that's why I cut myself off. That this, one, I'm like, all right, I'll. I'll this has you know. my, my, probably my favorite Bender lines in it, uh, where he gets kicked out of the, the park oh. and he said he's going to go start his own park uh, with you, uh, me, hook, our Hookers and Blackjack, Dan Hollihan. Or blackjack and a couple and other people specifically. That's one of our like I was saying in, in the first one, in the first uh, episode. 
you know, we have like a Futurama shorthand, mm-hmm. and that's one of them. Is sometimes it could just be the last couple words of that line, or the first couple, indicating you know whatever we're talking about, or 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 if you know if we're, we're doing something and and you know we're like, oh, we're not going to do that. We're going to do this, and you know, Tom would say, oh, I'm going to go start my own podcast with Blackjack. Wait, and one hookers. of the ideas for the. The names I wanted to do was we're going to start our own podcast with Blackjack and Hookers. <laughs> and then the rest a little bit too and long. And then it's the rest of the lines from the rest of the episode. Yes. But yeah, no, it, as I said in the uh, last time, uh, Bender is not one of my favorite characters, but God, he just has certain lines that sometimes still to this day, I'm like, every time I see him, I chuckle. He sucks. That show sucks. I'm done with this podcast. Fry, they get to the moon. It's this. Chuck E. Cheese, I guess. Weird park, kind of like a crappy Disney World slash Chuck E. Cheese. And Fry just wants to see the real moon. And everyone else thinks he's ridiculous because it's boring and it's just nothing. Rocks I mean, yeah, it would, just, it, would, it would be like, uh, I don't know. Um, I guess there's not a, 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 an analogy that... that that I thought of or could think of in the time that I started, hoping I would come up with one. Anyways, nope. you were saying? Anyways, I was saying. So while they're out doing that, a whole sub-story line happens with Amy dropping the keys in the package that they're delivering to the moon, which turns out to be a claw machine. <laughs> stu- animals, uh, stuff you win a claw machine. I love claw so machines. So she spends trying to win back the... The keys out of the uh, claw machine, and another great Bender line is about says, "Oh, it's just, it, just like how you make love, left, down, rotate sixty-two degrees, engage rotor." And <laughs> she, I, I know how to make love. Yes, and that's just great because that's just what it's that was, like. That's my favorite thing about that show is yeah, just some of the lines like that that are, uh, you know, yeah, we've we've all heard, you know, seen this episode a million times, heard that episode. That line a million times, but I I can just well, still appreciate still that. A thousand years in the future, and it's like nineteen fifties carny technology. Yes, yes, <laughs> and that's the thing I like that uh, you know they they until have that they, mix like we talked about last time. Until they get busted by the Moon Patrol, <laughs> which is I just liked because it's a callback to the video game Moon yes. Patrol. Yes, uh, you uh, look perplexed. There was a great video game, like an arcade style game, where you had to go and put quarters into it. Called Moon Patrol. I don't remember that. Well, it, that, that was a thing. Look it up. Was it released on the Atari later? Or I think so. No, I don't remember. It was a, I it had was a like side-to-side scroll where you had to like bounce in a lunar doom buggy and shoot missiles and stuff. It was awesome. Hmm. You had a gun that shot upwards and a gun that shot forwards. Uh-huh. No, I don't remember that. A jaunty little theme. The other yeah. video game uh, in the, at, on the, in, at Luna Park... Mortal Cooperation, but it's <laughs> with a K instead of Mortal Kombat. I missed that one. I knew there'd be stuff in the background with that, and it just it went General Neutral Pack Person, <laughs> Dodecapede, and then of course there's I didn't look at any ski of ball, virtual ski ball, and virtual virtual ski ball. So is that something that's getting programmed into the Oculus Rift now? Like, is that I haven't? You know what? That's one of the things where I'm like, sometimes like I'm getting old because like some of this technology that they're talking about now, I have no idea anything about it or that it exists, and it's kind of mind-boggling, 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 mind-boggling. 
half this technology that is on Futurama is probably 10 times better already oh, yeah. currently. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's just like uh, uh, Star Trek. Not even the original series, but the next generation. There's a lot of stuff on there that we've improved upon, like uh, Android Brothers uh, aren't evil anymore. They don't come back and try to take over the ship. Now they're, they're all programmed to be good. Something that really surprised me was how how quickly Fry formulated and executed a successful plan to break off of the track that the moon buggy was going on, where he just grabs a harpoon, that, pops it off the track, and goes. Like, that seems like, like beyond Fry's no, capability. He, he, as much as he's uh, like the biggest goober, you know, character, he has his moments where he ha- does like a cool kind of Bart esque kind of like yeah, and he like you know. Pull but I, I fully expected it to throw that harpoon down and just have it stop. That's like, what that usually was, happens. And yeah. one of, I mean, uh, they needed a way to get him off the track, and I guess that was just the easiest way for them to write to do it. I don't know. My my favorite uh, of of everything about this show for you know every episode, uh, the reason I watched it over and over again is the is is Fry's not just his, not his character, his lines. Uh, as much as Zoidberg has some of the best lines and. And a couple of the other characters do. Um, his dumb guy moments are some of the best. I, I can't think of another character that has that is that same guy that has better lines that that, that the, the writers behind this came up with. One of my favorite ones from this episode was uh, uh, Leela's like, "If everybody's done being stupid," and Fry's like, uh, "I had more," and then you know just cut there. But that's just him, like constantly, like every you know every other sentence is some great. I can't think line, of line. Some great line. He has some great lines. So, so the part that we skipped over uh, was uh, when they they have like the animatronic tour of what happened to the moon, and they use the honeymooners <laughs> as the, the reason that they got there, like and completely erased all of the domestic violence uh, vitriol out of the Jackie Gleason character. It made it seem like a really one of these days, Alice. Bang, pow, to the moon. Uh, for for uh, those of you uh, uh, young folks out there, because um, uh, we're we're here to educate and uh, inform on this podcast. Uh, the only reason we are doing this earlier uh, at the uh, like a couple lines before that, um, the announcer at the park or at the beginning of that ride. Uh, says something to the effect of nobody knows how man first really got to the moon, but our fungineers have a pretty good idea. Which fungineers was uh, 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 based on, on the, the Imagineers from yeah, Imagine, Disney yeah. World, right. um, who I think are the real heroes of today. Um, by the way, I love amusement parks. I really love them uh, because I'm always seven and I uh, uh, like theme restaurants. And I think the world would be a lot better if it was just a big amusement park. But anyways... Um, You probably need to go to Chuck E. Cheese and you'll get cured of that. That's Dave and Buster's. I just go to Dave and Buster's. It's, it's not But the it's same. so boring. That's the like I want I want to walk into Dave and Buster's and I want like the, the Hookers the, and Blackjack. The, the, well did that I just go to the, the horseshoe casino at downtown Cleveland. It's not uh, called uh, the horseshoe. Uh, anymore. Send send me a, 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 a special membership or whatever it's for, the for Jack. Dro- drop on your name. Um I want like Dave and Buster's. I would be so much more into like people go there for the games and the food and the beer and stuff. If like you walked in, if the game sucked and the food was terrible, but 
it, the entrance was shaped like a a mouth or something, and then like the all the lamps like lit up and talked or something. You know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff. Like I, I like when I was like five, and you would go somewhere, and it could just be like a little thing did something that it wasn't supposed to. And as an adult, I've been to Disney World twice, well as a teenager and as an adult. Um, and I probably get more joy out of it than uh, a lot of kids who are, who are super boring and, and, and uh, should try to enjoy life more, kids. Anyways, so <laughs> there was a show called The Honeymooners uh, in the... Uh, oh, we still have not That's a really ed- long prologue. That, I thought uh, you were going to Fungineers. We already we already talked about all of this. No, it, Go look wait, up the honeymooners on Wikipedia. That's it. All right, Ralph I guess, Cramden. All right, look, Jackie right? Gleason. Look, kids, the, the the joke's lost to you. Just you know what? Just accept it. There's new shows. Um, you'll get those jokes and those references. The, it's like the Flintstones, which is still probably too old for, for people yeah. to be listening to. This. Yeah, I don't because the Flintstones was just an animated uh, boomerang. It, uh, boomerang, the it, Eddie Murphy movie? No, no, that's Bowfinger. But I've said no, that he had too. a movie called Boomerang too. He did? Yeah. Probably. Did, is that how they got to the moon? No, there was something involving fat astronauts. Hmm. How would you get hmm. to the moon by boomerang? No, I was... be shot around I, the moon I, and... I, I, I was, I was uh, referencing something where I, I jumped to the third step without bringing you guys in for the first and second step. You know, one of those. I was oh, saying, right, like, right. oh, did they... Uh, did the Fungineers imagine that the... At first, astronauts rode a boomerang because of that movie, and then they show Eddie Murphy. Um, I don't think it had anything to do but with I just, that. But I just, it yeah. didn't. It didn't. I was there. I was <laughs> in my head on that third step of, of, of what I was saying, but I just, I don't, I didn't feel like we had time to, to include you guys in on it. <laughs> you, so you took us and our listeners on an unenjoyable trip. Yes. <laughs> okay. You could say it was the perfect storm. So they get off. Oh, no, hold on. Gosh, hold on. what? I, okay. I'm becoming so self-aware of me starting all of my sentences with so, and it's really bothering me. Oh, so I had a couple like a, ums earlier. We need to start like a so jar. Okay. Okay. Uh, or an um jar. But or my like point a, was... And, and listeners, no, we can't do a stutter jar for me. That's no, gonna... listeners can then play a uh, drinking game where every time one of us says so, you take a drink. It doesn't have to be. It's just starting a sentence with it. And I interject. I've been starting it with so, and that yeah. really bothers me and probably the four people listening to this. What I was going to say is... Two of them are probably dead by There's now. that Go whole ahead. other part. I mean, it's, there's like a, an A story, a B story, a C story, and a D story, because these things keep happening. So when, when Fry and Leela go out into the moon yeah the moon moon i want to see the moon the they run into a moon hillbilly thank you i've been wanting to get to this because <laughs> of course which does a call back to the farmer with the three daughters joke but they're all robots yes yes the crushinator we also get introduced to is, a is another reoccurring much reoccurring character. robot character yeah but yes the character the hillbilly moon his hat uh the farmer. moon shall rise again yes. one of my favorite things on the so it, there must have been a civil war or a maybe war a war between the moon, moon and the earth, earth or, or whatever. Yeah. How did he get there? He was he's like the lone guy out there and he has a oh, an yeah, oxygen no. dome and an oxygen but hat. If you ask that, then one of my favorite moments on that episode when that when the crocodiles jump up with the I wanted to ask about that, too. But that's perfect. Where did they come from? And so, why do they have? But the that's hoods one on. of those like it's just it's just funny, you know, like it's not like uh, they're wearing the. 
as far as as far as that kind of uh detail uh, sticklerness goes um they find the original lunar lander right that's apparently after they after they they, jumping a little bit ahead they find the original lunar lander uh halfway through writing it someone pointed out to the writers that the original one i i don't actually understand this would have been they used it to get back to Earth. It would have never been up there okay. to begin it, with. It was a modular system, so it flew up at the top of the rocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it and came then off there was the lander landed. part, but then the the lander had a base that, that stayed okay, on the moon, right. and the capsule that they crawled into is what they ejected okay. and yes. launched from the moon to get back so, to the Earth. So inside uh, the lunar lander, there's a tiny uh, sticker there a that plaque. says... It's like a, a plaque. A plaque in there. that says... Uh, uh, St- stickler Society or, or National Stickler Society or something like that. Do, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Tom, it, it said uh, like paid for by returned the... to original area by the Sticklers Society. Historical per- Stickler Society. Yes, there correct. it is. <coughs> yes. Uh, so, anyways, they meet the the hillbilly guy. He's got the three robot daughters. Oh, I have to wonder again. With the Simpsons crossover, is he some long, 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 of long ago descendant of Cletus? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Then <sighs> one could we, we, we could hope. You could see that, right? No, no, that's stupid. Pete, that's stupid. You're stupid. Well, Cletus would have, I mean, he did. His bloodline would have died out long ago. Prolifically. I mean, Bobby if, if you follow, Jermaine. you know, again. Cynthia, <laughs> referencing Brandy. idiocracy again, so we're at two for two for that. The, you know, that was the whole point was that the exponential reproduction of the less intelligently inclined, we'll, yes, we'll say, yeah, uh, is what Lower swallowed IQ. the it's world fine. whole. So, uh, you know, does this guy come from Cletus? Because Cletus very potentially could have been the Genghis Khan of the, you know. The late nineties, yeah. and he's obviously sterile because he can only have robot daughters. So maybe he, he just no real daughters maybe he just doesn't own. have a wife to have real robot or you know regular daughters with. That character comes back too, and he has one of my favorite moments in this episode where he takes his hat off when he's mad and steps <laughs> on it, and then later gets mad again and does the the hillbilly like uh, oh consarn it, dagnabbit, and takes his helmet off. Uh, and then he starts suffocating. Yeah, I just I I remember seeing that episode like around that time that it came out, and I, like that was so like now I'm sure there's a lot of jokes on there that you know don't hold up as much, but that was that was great back then. I still stand by a lot of the the Fry lines and the Zoidberg lines as just being if you see them a million times, if you're if you're 17, you see the show for the first time now. Or if you're our age and you see it for the first time now, like some of those lines to me are golden. Like you can't, I, I genius. Like I, uh, well, if it's possible and it's following that same, because it's my type of humor. I mean, if you know that same model of Homer Simpson, like Zoidberg yes, is it, almost the classic Homer lines, almost mean and like somewhat competent. At least he he has an air of confidence. In this, that I think he loses later on and oh, just yeah. becomes yeah. way more it's clownish. Like all the characters, you meet them and they're kind of like. Yeah. Know. But uh, that. The thing that gets going back to Bender getting cleaned at the beginning of the episode with the magnets. Oh, or no, oh, yeah. no. It wasn't I, when he was cleaned, it was with the souvenirs. At, the souvenir at, at moon veneers. Another one of my uh, 
favorite reoccurring themes that happens yeah. in the show with Bender is the uh, his. That's part of the continuity for him is that he correct the he becomes he has the desire to become a folk singer and it comes out when he is uh, how would you put it um, has magnetized, magnetized yeah magnetized or or near a magnet or near whatever. a magnet but the like a refrigerator magnet gets yeah. stuck on his head and then he just loses it so at the end. You know, at the very end of the episode, he starts singing Coming Around the Mountain. Like, at that point, that song is like, you know, 1,200 years old or however long. Like, that's from the 1800s, isn't it? My, it, it's got to be. My thought It was on the that, getting the rights for certain it, songs. Right. Like, that's like a free use songs. <laughs> it's public domain. So they just yeah, songs. Yeah. So it's like, oh, what like, song they should they couldn't we do Joan Baez or whatever. Like, they could have if she was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, this stupid. was like the second episode in the first season. St- they, yeah. Stupid uh, icon trying to. Uh, they make got a Leonard Nimoy to do a voice. You know, he was cool. Well, I mean, he was cool. He wrote a song about about Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins. Baggins he's, right? He's beyond cool. <laughs> There's for, a word that's better than cool that hasn't been invented yet. That a hundred years from now, or or a thousand years from now, they'll come up with and. Do they use it They'll on the show? To describe they, Nimoy. Oh, Amy does. Amy probably, yeah. Uh, that's another thing, um, meeting her, and they show that right away. Two things. She uses um, modern slang for, for that, that time period, uh, and she's kind of the only character that does it, but, you know, you get that. They throw it out in there. It's a, it's a little, little cute detail. And then um, she uh, uh, gets angry and curses in uh, uh, whatever her uh, language of uh, national descent is. Which I don't know what, what what nationality Amy Wong is. Do they talk about that later on? They too? do. Or she's Marsish. Mar- well, she's she Mar- born on Mars. She's, 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 Mar- she's, she's a Martian. But I mean, her America. Uh, her, she's like oh, like Earthican national, like, like uh, Mandarin Chinese via Mars or something. It's yeah. Kind of funny. I mean, okay, so her racial spoil- descent. Yeah, okay, that that works. Got to um, bring race up again, right, Horchie? Uh, I don't think I want to do this podcast unless we spend at least 20 minutes every episode uncomfortably and probably misguidedly talking about uh, uh, race. So, damn it. And there were no, as far as I could see, references to Slurm in this episode. I thought about that yeah, after I finished I watching. I was like, I wanted to do like a Slurm reference every oh, podcast where idea. we were like okay here's where slurm was yeah there was none in this one there was one poster that was all alien writing and like i'm not gonna go and translate that in in this episode are you I talking think, about yeah it was in luna park i can tell you what it maybe says it was here. just a warning sign or something but there's definitely it says one. tasty human burgers is oh. that burgers for humans or burgers made of humans just says tasty human burgers so like I, how to serve man it could be Burgers for humans, or that could are be human-made burgers, or human burgers made of humans. Right, we don't know. Oh, lexical ambiguity. There was uh, one one little um, uh, trivial thing, or or trivia knowledge uh, uh, factoid that I wanted to share really quickly, since we all love um, Doctor Zoidberg so much is that his name, Zoid, came from a video game that David X. Cohen worked on for Apple for about three or four years. He worked on this game, and I don't I know if the game was, was called for the Zoid? Apple II. Apple II. <laughs> um, 
I don't I think the name or I think the game might have been called Zoid or character was I can't remember but uh it never came out it, the game was never completed and that was just a, a he you know he picked this this character that's supposed to be a big failure and and <laughs> gave him a name from something that a project of his that was a failure I like mouth. that Oh what is, <laughs> young lady <laughs> when he calls probably young lady um when he when he says uh he has, of course the upside down human anatomy poster is just one of my favorite things you know in in his his office um that's a ba- his character was kind of based off of the fact that uh on Star Trek uh bones would constantly work on like non-human patients and it kind of was the idea it was like what if the humans were worked on by a non-human patient how would they feel doctor yeah. how would they feel and Zoidberg definitely is an expert in humans. <laughs> when, he, when, when he's like, uh, when he tells him, he's like, I only have one mouth. And he's like, and he like pulls out a little piece of paper out of his. Yeah, I feel bad. I wish I, I was worried if like I wanted to write down just everything that Zoidberg said in that two minutes <laughs> or less or whatever. But I'm like, then I'll just sit here just saying my favorite uh Zoidberg line. Is his is his facial design just supposed to be general crustacean or is it supposed to be I've a got, call? That's to a good Cthulhu? question. I don't know what that uh that is a really good question. I wonder. He alludes to being a crab. I think their species is related to like an earth crab. Because um, when Fry walks back out of the of his office, he's like, Doctor said I'm healthy as a clam. So there's always the reference to like earth sea creatures according to his plan. Yeah, yeah. It's the gag about him wearing sandals. <laughs> yeah, walk. and then he does for the rest of the series. I wonder if that was like uh oh this is a joke that we're doing and didn't consider like that's going to be part of his costume now, you know. The other thing as far as jokes recurring jokes from the first the pilot is the professor mm-hmm. talking about being already in his pajamas, which is was supposed to be used more and more, but I don't think he ever says it through the rest of the hmm. series, and he's always in the same outfit. So he's constantly in his pajamas. They just kind of drop that that whole... I think that makes sense for his character, though. You know, he's a million years old. He has a... Uh... Do, do you know how many of these episodes they made? Like, what was the first series order? So they did the pilot. It got picked up. How many episodes did they make where they had, you know... Oh, I don't I'd know. I'd imagine yeah, they wrote five or six all together. I don't know. Season one is basically based off of 13 episodes. Okay. But basically they get not, there's roughly like eight, nine, ten, somewhere around there that was considered like it was a mid-season replacement. So they only had half the season. So they started, I think it's the episode where they go to Mars University might be like considered the second season, but it's still within the first season. Yeah. Like, so the, the second batch of episodes that they wrote, like, they broke a bunch of stories and took them out from there. Right. And, you know, apparently this second episode was never even supposed to air as the second episode originally, and things were replaced and moved. And so we'll find out, I guess, if other episodes were supposed to be, you know, separate orders, which is kind of weird because it's always up to the 
network to decide what order and what episodes they want to go in. And sometimes that ruins show. Look at Firefly. They kind of ruined that by There was a show also on, uh, yeah. also did. on uh, Fox. Freaks and Geeks. Freaks and Geeks did mm-hmm. that. They, they screwed him over. There was a show called Keen Eddie that was on Fox for one season. And it was great. It was, um, it was right around the same time, like 99, 2000, maybe a little bit later. But um, King Eddie Keen K E E N, and it it was a K E E. It was Keen, a New like, York. It was a New York cop yeah. in London. It was very very much done in like a Guy Ritchie style, which oh, okay. at that time had not been done to death. Yeah, very entertaining, very funny. Uh, had Alexi Sale from The Young Ones on it as a recurring character. Wow, and it 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 had sort of this linear story. I mean, it was episodic. Yeah. But there was definitely beats within that season where it was like this plugs into that, plugs into that, plugs into that. And they not only did they release them all out of order when they showed them, when they finally put out a DVD box set, they didn't even put the episodes out in the correct order. And they they didn't get all the music clearance for the stuff that they use. So it's just got bad filler background music. But totally worth the watch. And again, I think a case of Fox ruining something beautiful. It happens. For for a network that took a lot of chances, uh, they did also ruin a lot of shows too. I the, blame the, Rupert the, Murdoch. The, the box network. So this episode, I feel like, is Guys, a different if you, version. Even track drink. What's that? Oh, <laughs> wait. What was the uh, that part of the drinking game? If you start a sentence with so. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, uh, I'm sorry, I interrupted. So, you. so, 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 studio. It's a song by so, Phil so, Collins. Sodio by Full Collins. So that came out around this oh, time. Oh, Full too, Collins. It? That would be a great uh, parody. Phil Collins. Uh, uh, a name. Full Collins. Make full. every episode about or every song about pooping. Or, full. Full Collins. Full Collins. I, I'm I, I'm so tired today. Is uh, I, 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 have, I have like a low energy day. My allergies are killing me. I I think this episode was fine. Uh, probably a higher joke per minute ratio yes. than the first. Yes, correct. absolutely. Yeah, but you know, I'm I'm just getting chuckles so far. Yeah, not it's like, not one of my like. 10 or 20 favorite episodes or whatever. Like, but like, should I, there's we a place have an over under on at what point is it going to be like my head just opened up and Futurama let itself in? Is it going to be during the first season? Yes. I, oh, the first season has some of my. It. Wait, does it? Mm, I, I mean, didn't really look ahead much when so we started like, this. Okay, like, we have to determine what, what we're considering the first season because since it was a mid season replacement. The first nine episodes is considered airing of season one. Oh, really? Then after that is season two, and then it moves on from there. So I thought the first season was 13 episodes. It's it nine. is, but, but there was a gap. As far as the network goes, the gap, because it was a mid-season replacement, yeah. so therefore they didn't air. It was nine episodes, then... Oh, and then the season of the, yeah. the television so season that year was over. It got picked oh, okay. up. Yeah, like so it ends basically kind of with um the episode where um the Beastie Boys episode. Oh really? And then it one, picks, one of my favorites. Uh, picks uh, up uh, R.I.P. MCA. Yeah. It 
and then it picks up later with with the rest of us in 2016 we just say let's say the first 13 episodes we're considering season one and then i would have to say i mean this was a 20 minute explanation of just trying to say no you know what you explained it to me because i didn't know that i I was interested in that like the wire and i don't know if you guys have watched that or not but there is a point and every single person i have talked to about that television show that has seen it and therefore loves it it takes until the fourth episode for that to happen you watch the first three episodes like yeah 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 it's an hbo procedural Mm -hmm. drama it's kind of like law and order but there's boobs and swearing yeah and then the fourth episode happens and it all traces down to one scene which we don't need to go into here. I'm just saying that okay. there, there is a point. Don't because I, I haven't seen it. I am going to There's watch a point it. where like you just go, oh, second or third in line right now. My, my God. And it just goes from there. And I'm, I'm wondering at what point is it going to happen with this show? So next week, we're going to, or next week, I always say next week, I guess if. Next episode. We don't even know how we're releasing the, the, them yet, but next episode of the podcast, we will be doing episode three, which also is a good episode because. That spoiler alert, Fry and Bender become roommates finally in that episode. So then you inter- introduce that whole odd couple vibe to it. And their they're best bud vibe. Like, that's a, it, Fry and, and uh And you get to Bender see how a that. robot lives, mm-hmm. which is great. I it's love not that. a documentary. Oh. I think. Guys, really? I think yeah, no, me, this show is actually. Uh, there is a documentary about the show. That explains how a lot of people fall fall into that trap watching this. I think for me, part of it now is that I have Aqua Teen Hunger Force in my head as uh-huh. sort of a, you that know what I mean? Which, which was, they're very, very different shows. But at the same time, there's, and... Fry, Fry, uh, Bender kind of is Bender Master and Shake, Master Shake you know, yeah. and Fry and Meatwad, um, Leela and Frylock. But yeah. the, but they yeah. all... You know, there's a, a when you have the three core characters. There's you know the the leader, the dumb there's one, the Mo, the and the Curly antagonist, and the Larry. Yeah, exactly. And that's I mean that has to be some type of it all goes formula. back to. And I just realized that right now, it's like Fry is Fry is Curly, uh, Leela is Mo, and I guess Bender would be the Larry. But I think Larry in the Three Stooges was actually sort of the soft spoken one, yeah. uh, Mr. Smith. Or Dr. Smith. Dr. Smith from uh, uh, Lost in Space. But there wasn't a Dr. Smith on Gilligan's Island. You had Fry was Gilligan. Uh, I guess the skipper was the leader or the professor. It would have been Leela. And then everybody else, nobody was Bender. There was no Bender on. uh, I mean, at times, like, the Howls were kind of dickheads. Ginger was kind of a dick sometimes. I think you needed to get... Past now, now we're getting into talk show or uh, sitcom right. theory. Go but, ahead, finish but, what you're going to say, and then let me. I have to say something. You know, there was a shift, probably around the time of The Simpsons, where you could actually have a character who was an out and out asshole. Where up, th- I mean, you would have characters that were kind of prissy or difficult to deal with. But, yeah, but yeah. there were not. You had the the uh, uh, not not, not uh, gay, but everyone knew he was gay. Neighbor, confirmed or uncle bachelors. Or you know what? Like 
I think the most distasteful. Oh, Three's Company, Larry. He was kind of the dick, but he, he wasn't. wasn't but he, really. was, he, he was just was, slimy. Yeah, he was. Just, I mean, I, I think like the closest I can think of is kind of slimy, but not bad. But guys. they were they were dumb. They yeah. weren't threatening. Yeah, they yeah, were yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. weird. Like Danny DeVito on Taxi. Taxi. Yeah, he was the was sort of just a huge asshole, and it was part of his charm, and it was funny. Yeah, it, that Cheers? was kind Did of Cheers an archetype. Have, a, have an an- antagonist, Carla, kind of. No, but you she, liked her. Though. Carla was sassy. She was just yeah, she was sassy. All right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, this, keep, you keep you comparing cartoon sitcoms to live but action that's the base sitcoms, for this is and they're I trying get, to get the, they're trying to do that, but in in space with animated aliens and robots, stuff, cartoons in general, they can get away and do a lot more than they could with live action real people. Well, it's it's not it's, it's but, not the people in the actions; it's the characters, it's yeah. archetypes. The Simpsons. I'm sure. At, yeah, arch- I'm sure yeah, exactly. in screenwriting classes, they probably teach whole lessons about how there is like that basis for. Three Stooges is like, you know, like yeah, that's yeah, a good yeah. example where it's like these are the type of characters. I think I said last time about how there's the set body types for different characters mm-hmm. in cartoons yeah. that if you want this character to They're come off as this have, way, yeah, yeah. this the is how you draw them, this is what you features you have. It's very interesting because as we watch all these episodes and and just everything comparing it to everything else we've seen plus the 17 years that we've had of tv from yeah, when this yeah. started like how much well now you have uh, like it's always sunny in philadelphia has been on for like 11 or 12 years now so that's coming 5 years into futurama yeah mm-hmm. and everyone on that show is an asshole everyone on that show is the yeah is the but bad guy. but that's kind but of that shows more have, cartoon than futurama yes, is absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. i mean like charlie kelly is maybe the most realistic presentation of a fry type i mean actually uh, i'd like, like to see that, that charlie day play fry in a yeah, live action uh, yeah, futurama a, a, a person who's kind of functioning and still alive but is just like the dumbest person <laughs> Yeah, I missed that you show. Could, you could I put didn't in every watch the last character like four seasons or whatever but from It's Always show. Sunny and into a live action Futurama show, like yes. movie or TV show that would you could pick every put character for every character. Uh, we should do that sometimes. I, I got to ask you guys because I have an opinion about this and I, and I want to know yours, but but not really. I'm just being polite. I just want to tell you mine, but then you guys can go ahead if you want. Uh, uh, I feel like this episode is kind of kind of like how you said earlier that this was like pilot part two. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel. Let's pretend I said that because it's a pretty good idea. <laughs> um, so as we can edit saying, that in, right? <laughs> uh, basically, what I'm trying to say is uh, this: this episode, there's that idea that Fry had in the first one where you're seeing the future through this this person this. Uh, this this caveman, uh, this uh, uh, you know, prome- uh, uh, proto uh, human, like you know, uh, the simple person is seeing all this stuff to him that, that that's so great. And, he experiences and a thousand years of change in a, in effectively yeah, yeah, yeah. a matter of seconds. But when it happens incrementally, you get desensitized. So, so to that it. that theme is there. And it, and it's another, it's another, uh, and, and they do hit this a lot throughout the series. Like it definitely, they set that up in the first episode. That's what this is about. It's this guy. Uh, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's Hitchh- Hitchhiker's Guide. It's this regular Joe who's in this crazy other world or whatever. And, um, and he winds up in the future. Yeah. With a whole but, bunch of 
crazy stuff going but on. But you know how in the first one there was the he had the, he ended up getting the same job he had before, right? But it was his perspective, and he was, and that's what this was about too. It was the perspective thing, and except in this one, uh, you know, he had this this his childlike wonder. He's the 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 you know, and he he brought he he was able to share that perspective with Leela, who hadn't seen it until the end of the episode when they had their their moment. You know, that separates that show from like a, a Family Guy or something, right. where they they keep a good storyline and have a point to it or whatever, and. You have that in between all the, you know, Bender uh, sleeping with other robot daughters and, and, and bugalos and stuff. You have that little moment where they're, they're looking at the, um, he, when he they're gives up on his, Earth. yeah, he gives when up on his idea. Lunar, uh, She's like, this is stupid. Uh, life is boring, whatever. And then she finally sees it through his eyes when they're, yeah, when, like you said, when they're looking at the, the Earth from the moon. And uh, that's it. That, that's what I took away from it. It's, it's yeah. just another, it's another episode about perspective and about how much you can enjoy life if you see it a certain way he, or if someone can alter your perspective. He tends to do that a lot. Alter he, your perception. He ends, up, he ends up becoming almost that innocent view of, of certain things yeah. that yeah. other people don't have because of the because, like, life and the evolution of everything that they've already it, like, endured. Because it, you get that, desensitized that about, by incremental change. Like, yeah. We have how many devices on the table right now. Uh, right, exactly. That 10 years that ago. That kill people. 10 oh, years ago. Mean the, those devices. These, I mean, like, I got my first iPhone maybe nine years ago, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was like life-changing because I could take that and get on a plane and go to a city and get anywhere I needed to yes. go with all the information I would ever need available in the palm of my hand. I mean, effectively, it was... The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, it was the whatever you call it. And now there's... I only read that once. You know, three of those, a couple other uh, supplemental devices, and the computer that we're recording this on, all of them have that power and so much more. And, like, this laptop is close to 10 years old, and it's still doing that. And and it, it... It's so passe now. Like, my daughter does not compute any of that stuff not being around. She doesn't even understand commercials. And that kind of um, stuff, like, all she gets is annoyed. Like, when she watches a live TV feed, she's like, I want the cartoon, mm-hmm. you know? And and you do lose that. It happens. It's that, that why, YCK why, airplane bit. Can I ask you why why your daughter is uh, s- such a brat? <laughs> <laughs> you know, poor parenting. It's yeah. funny. Like, think about... Futurama that came out 17 years ago, the first season. If you could have come back to 17, like if it was made now, how much different the jokes oh, and the technology would be versus you, it was you know what'll when be it really came good? out. When we get to the internet episode. And that's why. That's we, a perfect example of what we're, you know. We can keep talking, and I love, I think this should be a recurring thing that we do on this podcast, talking about how the, techno- the technology and all the jokes. In yeah, there, yeah, absolutely. Versus how we view it and how. The where technology we are now. is now yeah. in this place, and how people did like a lot of jokes for younger people just wouldn't oh, yeah. transfer over because they're like, I don't it, know what that means. Because it's not just the 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 the, the uh, pop culture references, but the technology references. You're right. Like that's a yeah, it's definitely. We should probably wrap this up, and because I want to go watch the next episode already now. Oh, real quick, uh, you can find me on Twitter at. The letter R, the letter H O R C H Y at R Horchy. You can find the Twitter page for our podcast and our Facebook 
at and the Instagram? Yes. Are they all the same? All at Slurmcast. Ha. Yes. Goodbye. We'll see you on the next episode. We'll see you on the next episode. <laughs> <laughs>